The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Mythology Explained YouTube channel. Please note that there are two narrators for this podcast, myself, Silas, and Zach. Please enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to Mythology Explained. In today's video, we are going to discuss the Hecatonkeries, a monstrous trio of giants boasting superlative size and strength, each one of them with 50 heads and 100 arms. Their names were Briarius, the Mighty One, Cotus, Wrathful One, and Gyges, Son of the Earth. They were imprisoned deep within Gaia for an age, were instrumental in bringing about the defeat of the Titans, and became the guardians of Tartarus. Let's get into it. Beyond their father imprisoning them and their fighting alongside Zeus to defeat the Titans, both of which we'll get into shortly, the Hecatonkeries seldom feature in Greek mythology. One of the only occasions any of them make an appearance is recounted in the Iliad. Thetis, the mother of Achilles, stumbled upon a coup. Hera, Poseidon, and Athena joined their strength to supplant Zeus. Thetis came upon them while they were shackling him, so she went and fetched Briarius, one of the hundred-handers, here said to be the sea god's son. No fighting ensued, for the mere presence of the Hecatonkeries was enough to cow the gods and have them abandon their play for power. Even Poseidon, the sovereign of the sea, was intimidated into inaction, utterly overcome by the air of power that emanated from the giant. Here's the passage. That day the Olympians tried to chain him down, Hera, Poseidon lord of the sea, and Pallas Athena. You quickly ordered the hundred-hander to steep Olympus that monster whom the immortals call Briarius, but every mortal calls the sea god's son Aegean, though he's stronger than his father. Down he sat, flanking Cronus's son, gargantuan in the glory of it all. And the blessed gods were struck with terror then. They stopped shackling Zeus. Briarius, called Aegean by humanity, was the only Hecatonkeries to have a personal mythology that went beyond the tragedy and triumph of the Hecatonkeries as a group. This evidenced in part by him coming alone to rescue Zeus. As time went on, passing from the Greek era to the Roman era, he became confused and conflated by later writers. Ovid described him as a sea deity, perhaps a characterization derived from the Iliad calling him the sea god's son, and Virgil makes him a fire-breathing monster of the same ilk as the race of giants who assailed Olympus. There is also a story in which Briarius acts as arbiter in settling a land dispute between Poseidon and Helios. From here, we are going to cover the group mythology of the Hecatonkeries, from their birth and imprisonment, to their release and alliance with Olympus, to the victory over the Titans and being set up as the jailers of Tartarus. Gaia, the personification of the earth, and Uranus, the personification of the sea, had many children together. Born to them were the twelve first-generation titans, so called by their father after Cronus castrated him, the trio of Uranian Cyclopes, godlike but for their single eye, and the trio of Hecatonkeries, monstrous creatures of nearly unsurpassed size and strength with fifty heads and one hundred arms. Uranus found the Hecatonkeries to be abominations, loathing even the sight of them so profoundly that he kept them trapped within the earth. Having her children imprisoned inside her was a source of great pain for Gaia, both physically and emotionally. 
Physically, because the hecatonchires were so gargantuan that their being trapped was like the bulge of a hernia or the bloating of indigestion. And emotionally, because of the distressing knowledge of the abject conditions three of her children existed in, constrained in dark confinement as they were. Here's the passage from Hesiod's Theogony that describes this. And again there were born of earth and heaven three more sons, mighty and stern, not to be spoken of, Cotus, Briarius, and Gyges, overbearing children. A hundred arms sprang from their shoulders, unshapen hulks, and fifty heads grew from the shoulders of each of them upon their stalwart bodies. And strength boundless and powerful was upon their mighty form. For all those that were born of earth and heaven were the most fearsome of children, and their own father loathed them from the beginning. As soon as each of them was born, he hid them away in a cavern of earth, and would not let them into the light, and he took pleasure in the wicked work did heaven, while the huge earth was tight-pressed inside and groaned. After enduring this for an interminable period, finally Gaius supplicated the Titans to come to her aid. Cronus, the youngest of the twelve, also the most audacious and ambitious, answered his mother's plea for help. He ambushed his father, castrated him, and flung the severed genitals into the sea. And from this act came two of the most important developments in Greek mythology. Earth and sky were separated, Uranus no longer enveloping Gaia in a perpetual embrace, and Cronus usurped his father, becoming the new king of the cosmos, beginning the cycle of son-supplanting father that would continue another generation. Unfortunately, Cronus proved no better than his father, for he did not free the Hecatonchires from their imprisonment, leading them to waste away in the remote depths. Much later, ten long years into the war between the gods and the titans, both sides were weary and worn, neither able to establish a lasting advantage. The fighting continued, devolving into an endless contest of attrition in which both the gods, who dwelt on Olympus, and the titans, who dwelt on Mount Othrys, were ground down equally. Despite this, the gods were about to be bolstered by a boon of strength hitherto undreamt of. Heeding the advice of Gaia, the gods traveled deep within the earth and finally freed the Hecatonchires. Although freedom was now theirs, the time they spent imprisoned without food or drink had sapped their strength and dimmed their spirit, so they weren't immediately in fighting form. Zeus gave them nectar and ambrosia, the food and drink of the gods, which proved a panacea, restoring their vitality and igniting their ire. Here's what the Hecatonchires said to Zeus after their release. Friend, we know that you have exceeding intelligence and exceeding insight, and that you have been the immortal savior from chilling peril, and that it is by your providence that we have come back up from the misty darkness and our harsh bondage. Lord, son of Kronos, after sufferings we never anticipated, so now in turn, with fixed purpose and willing spirit, we will secure your supremacy in the terrible slaughter by fighting the titans in fierce combat. The Hecatonchires were truly colossal in size. Between the three of them, they had 300 arms, and they used these arms to gouge out boulders and to break off mountain crags and mountain peaks. It was as if all the world was their quiver, and they unleashed an onslaught. Their unbridled strength now returned to them, bombarding the titans with crushing wave after crushing wave of massive stone projectiles. 
Coinciding with this attack was Zeus discarding all restraint, unveiling the indomitability of his true power for the final attack, engulfing the titans in a lightning storm that blackened the earth and created a tempest of fire of such magnitude that eruptions of flame scorched the sky. The concurrent attack of the Hecatonchires and of Zeus and the gods overwhelmed the titans and forced their surrender. Immortal and so unable to be killed, they were cast down into the depths of Tartarus, condemned to eternal imprisonment. The Hecatonchires were then installed as the jailers of Tartarus by Zeus, tirelessly guarding the entrance to ensure the titans never escaped. Here's the passage. The scales of battle turned, in the forefront, Codas, Briarius, and Gyges raised bitter conflict. Three hundred rocks from their stalwart hands they discharged in a volley, darkening the titan's sky with missiles, and they dispatched them below to wide paths earth, and bound them in painful bondage, having defeated them by force for all their pride. In Tartarus, the titan gods are hidden away down in the misty gloom, by decision of Zeus the cloud gatherer in a place of decay at the end of the vast earth. They have no way out. Poseidon fastened brazen doors thereon, and a wall is driven up to the doors from both sides. There, the Hecatonchires live, trusty guardians of Zeus who bears the Aegis. And that's it for this video. If you enjoy the content, please like and subscribe. Thanks for watching.